What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Crown Hoops podcast. We're into episode number 34 now. My name is Jordan Daly. With me, as always, I got Mike White, Stacy Collier, and Ben Okazawa. Say what's up, guys. What's up, everybody? What's going on, guys? Stay safe. Yeah, right? Coronavirus. Yeah, right. Speaking of that. Stay inside. <laughs> yeah, this is nuts. I don't know about you guys, but I haven't left my house in like two and a half weeks now. And I'm going Damn. out of my mind. Wait, like, Have you guys like ventured out at all? Like, Just to, to like the walk. store and back. Like, yeah. I haven't been nowhere, really. I've been working from home and everything. Yeah. yeah. It's Walk insane. my dog. That's it. I'm going out of my mind, guys. I need to do something. Tomorrow, that's my thing. I'm, I'm leaving the house. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I just need to, like, go drive or something. I need to get out of this house. Uh, it's driving me crazy. But anyway, yeah, coronavirus, NBA is canceled. Uh, we sat here for 45 minutes trying to figure out what we were going to talk about tonight just because there's literally nothing going on in the world aside from coronavirus. Uh, but the whole point of this is to not talk about that. So we'll, we'll have better things to talk about. Uh, kind of start off the episode, we'll take a look. Obviously, NBA season not going on right now. It's kind of unsure what's going to happen next. But one thing that's going to happen eventually, we just don't know when because we don't know the order yet, is the 2020 NBA draft. Um, so I guess we'll kind of start off the episode there. Um, you know, it's an interesting draft class this year. I've, I've heard mixed things. I've heard some people say, you know, it's a stacked draft class. I've heard people say it's a terrible draft class. In my opinion, it's not a good draft class. But um, I guess we can start with... You know, who are some of the top five guys that you see going in, in this year's draft? And, and who are some sleeper picks that you guys think may fall down the draft board that could uh, either have an impact or have really great potential to turn out to be something great? Um, so we'll start with that top five. Uh, Mike, we'll start with you. Who's your top five in the 2020 draft class? Um, so for next year, my top five, I got Obi Toppin, uh, 6'9", power forward. Um, Do you have him going one? No, no, no. This is just who I think is the best overall okay. prospect. Okay. He might he might not go number one. It depends on the team and what they need. But, I mean, I, he's right around that size of 6'9". He could do it all. He can guard multiple positions. He's aggressive attacking the rim. I, I think he'll translate well over to the NBA. Uh, then I got LaMelo Ball. I'm a big fan, 6'7". Um, one of the best passers in the league can create for others, can get assists, can score. Um, we've known that we've seen him basically grow up since, you know, the Ball brothers have been in the spotlight. Um, and he's become a great player since he's, you know, gotten some height and he's gotten away from the way he used to play. So he looks to be good. So I think he'll come in right away and help a team instantly. He'll have to work on defense. But offensively, I think he's already set. Um, after him, I had Anthony Edwards, combo guard, probably the best scorer in the draft. Um, that's what we need in the NBA. Everything is about offense around most of these teams. So you need someone who can get hot, who can give you buckets. That's what teams like my Lakers were still looking for, for somebody off the bench. So I think Anthony Edwards is good there. Then I have James Wiseman, 7-1 center. Uh, we didn't get to see much of him. As you know, he left Memphis, you know, a whole lot of controversy with that. But you can't teach size. Seven-one skill can get rebounds, can protect the rim, can rim run, can protect. I, I like James Wiseman up there. <laughs> okay, so for my last guy, I got Cole Anthony out of UNC. Greg Anthony's son. Um, I think he can help a team right away. A nice point guard. He's aggressive. He gets to the rim. He can shoot from the outside. He'll dunk on you if he comes down the lane like that. I think he's the fifth best prospect. I know a lot of people don't have him going that high, but honestly, I'm just a fan. I've seen what he could do on the court, and I think he's the fifth best prospect out of 2020 draft class. Okay, so let me ask you this. I know you just said like kind of no specific order there. Um, the past couple drafts, there's been a consensus on like who the number one pick was going to be. Like last year, it was very obviously Zion Williamson. Um, do you think that's the case this year? Or do you really think it depends on, you know, what team lands where and specific team needs? Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's what team lands where and what team, what they need for that team that lands. So, I mean, no one is like, out of this draft class, even though there's some great prospects at the top, no one has like taken the reins all the way out. Like, okay, consensus, number one. I mean, there's weaknesses with all these guys. Um, there's things they clearly need to work on. No one's really blowing you away. Like we were just looking at, um, I think it was R.J. Hampton stats or no, it was the international guy. I think he was yep. talking about. Man. 
you know, no one's really blowing you away stat-wise. It's all kind of base. It looks like off potential right now. Size, skills, they see 6'9", 6'8", 6'7", guys who can move the ball. It really is going to depend on who, which team lands where. Like the Warriors, are they really going to go for LaMelo Ball? Probably not. Are they going to go from James Wiseman? Maybe. Are they going to trade the pick? You know, we just don't know these things. So I don't think no one stands out like Zion did. I think it's really just going to depend on what team is picking. It definitely scares me this year. I, I feel like it has the, the Anthony Bennett written all over it. Uh-oh, like who's going to <laughs> yeah. be the first pick? Don't, and don't do that. that. Someone knock on wood right now. I don't just do hope that. it doesn't <laughs> have Buster <laughs> Downs written all over it. That's all I'm saying. Because there is no clear consensus like top guy, which is it's kind of scary to me. I wouldn't want to have the number one pick in this draft. There's way too much pressure on that. Um, but moving on from your, your top five guys, who are some of your sleepers that maybe aren't you know, getting a ton of attention, but, you know, maybe late first, early second, late second. Who are some guys that you think may be able to con- contribute right away? Okay, so my first one is Cassius Winston out of Michigan State, uh, four-year guy there. He, you know, he, he's pre- he's a proven point guard on the college level. He looks like a guy who could be a solid pro going on. Is he athletic, crazy, and, you know, while you're away? No, but he shoots, I think it was about 41 or 42% from three. Um, he can run an offense. He's a leader. These are the type of things that some of these teams that are going to be picking down at that late 20 range, early second round, these are already teams that are in the playoffs. So they're going to be looking for guys who can come in and play a certain role. That's why I think he'll fit in. He might be a little bit better than we think. Another guy, uh, Trey Jones out of Duke. Not a crazy scorer like that. Not flashy, but he's solid. He plays defense. He sets up teams kind of like the same thing I said with the Winston's kid. He really knows what he's doing out there. He's a, kind of like a, a floor general, if you will. So those are two guys I think if they land in the right situation, they can make an impact right away. Okay. All right, Stacey, we'll move on to you now. Who are, who are your top five guys in this draft? We'll start there. All right, my top five guys. Number one, I think he's clearly the number one prospect in this draft. Uh, by default, kind of, uh, Anthony Edwards out of Georgia. Uh, I really like his game. Very polished on offense. You know, he still got work to do, but I like him number one overall. Number two is James Wiseman. Now, I know we all got only a uh, small sample size out of him, but when he was on that floor for Memphis, he was effective. He changed the game. And this is very telling of the draft class that I consider James Wiseman number two overall. And he only played, like, what, like 12 games? In Memphis, so you know that's very telling. Number three, I I like Cole Anthony. I like his game. Um, I believe he was injured or something at some point, and he missed a few games or whatever. And when he came back, he put on a show, and that's the type of player that I would want on my team. And number four, I got Lamelo Ball. Offensively, very gifted player. Still got work on his defense, but I I take Lamelo Ball. I think he's very talented. And number five, I still believe R.J. Hampton will find his way in the NBA. Now, I know he slipped on everybody's draft board because of injury and ineffectiveness, but he he's a he, he's a talent. He's a talent, and I think he'll shine in the NBA. I think he got something to prove. As far as my sleeper uh, players, number one, I have uh, Tyrese Maxey out of Kentucky. The thing about Kentucky the last few years, like none of their players stand out in college but they are like consummate professionals and they are ready for the pro level look at uh uh, tyler harrow this past season he wasn't a standout player in college but he was ready and when he got his time with the miami he put on the show he's shooting lights out so i think he'll develop over time and my second player is uh vernon carey out of duke um i'm real surprised that he's down on the draft boards like in the 20s range 20s late in the late round range, and he's a fantastic big man. He put up stats, had Duke winning. So those are my two sleepers right there. Okay. So obviously you brought up R.J. Hampton. Are you worried about his past injuries at all? Do you think teams will kind of just overlook that? I think teams will um, uh, worry about the injuries. I think he's going to fall a little bit on the draft board. But somebody going to pick him up. Somebody going to take a chance. So like I said, sometimes – Talent trumps all, and you rather would have that talent and that potential than not. So I think he'll slip, but he'll eventually get picked up in that 10, 15. Okay. Ben, moving on to you now. Who are your top five guys for this draft? 
So for me, just going in order, I think James Wiseman still has a good chance to be picked at one just because it really it all depends because past couple years we've had, you know, surefire number one picks, like regardless of your positional needs as a team, you got to pick Zion. That's how it felt with Markel. It's not really how it turned out. Uh, but just guys like that, like surefire, you have to pick this guy regardless of, you know, what you need as far as like if you need a center, if you need a point guard, whatever. Um, I think this year it's going to be more like we've been talking about based on, you know, what each team needs. There's no guy that's like that. You have to pick him at one. Um, and if the Golden State Warriors get the number one pick, which is what most people are projecting, uh, they haven't had a good, strong, solid starting center in their entire dynasty. They had, you know, Andrew Bynum for a couple of years. They had Zaza Pachulia, JaVale go in and out of the, you know, rotation. And that was kind of their only position where they were a little bit weak at over the years. So I think picking a guy like James Wiseman, 7-1, good size, skilled, you know, center, um, I think that would be probably good for the Warriors if they get that number one pick. But a lot of people are saying, you know, they need guard depth because they don't have a whole lot of that right now. They trade D'Angelo Russell, you know, Quinn Cook signed away. So right now they've obviously got Steph and Clay, two of the best guards in the league. But behind that on their bench, they don't have as much depth as they have had in past seasons. Uh, so it, even if they pick someone like Anthony Edwards or LaMelo Ball, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, but I'm expecting them to pick James Wiseman. And then after James Wiseman, I think LaMelo Ball would be a good fit with pretty much any team. Six, seven point guard is kind of undeniable. Um, like Mike was talking about, the passing talent that he has is really impressive. His court vision is really impressive. Uh, and, you know, people are a little bit worried about his three-point shooting efficiency, but that'll that'll be something that gets stepped up in the right, you know, right team, right fit with the organization. Uh, see what coaches he gets, but... I think that six, seven point guard size and that court vision is kind of hard to pass up. So I'm expecting LaMelo Ball to go at two. Uh, I got Anthony Edwards going at three. He kind of stunk it up from beyond the arc this season, but he's really explosive point guard, uh, shooting guard, point guard type player. Averaged some around 19 points this season. Uh, kind of reminded me of like Derek Rose, young D Rose, just in his explosiveness as a guard or even like a Victor Oladipo or something like that. Uh, so I'm expecting him to go at three. At four, I think I would have to go with Obi Toppin. Uh, you know, like both you guys, everyone talked about 20 points, just about eight rebounds, and he was shooting 63% from the floor. It's really impressive. He's still young. That was just his sophomore season. He's 6'9", 220, uh, something like that. It's hard to pass up a guy with that much talent he kind of blew up this year he was the ap player of the year uh for college basketball and i think his his draft stock really rose a lot this season and i'm expecting him to go at four then at five the israeli national denny avdia i really hope i said your name right um <laughs> but i doubt it he did do too well we were looking at his stats before in you know in the euro league he was playing with maccabee he didn't really play that well. He's like four points per game and 14 minutes, something like that. But with his national team, he had he had a lot more opportunity. Uh, they beat the Spanish Spanish under 20 national team, and he was up like 20 point seven assist type numbers in that in that national setting. So I'm expecting teams, and he's like six eight forward can do it all. So I'm expecting him to to go at five. And then as far as my sleepers, someone touched on Vernon Carey Jr., uh, 18.9 rebounds per game, 38% from beyond the arc. Uh, even though he wasn't shooting at the highest volume, he is really low. Like I think it was Stacy was pointing out, he is really, really low uh, for someone who's putting up those kinds of numbers. Uh, so it's kind of surprising for me. Uh, Mike touched on Trey Jones. like a really. I think he's an NBA-ready point guard. He came in with that. Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson class. Uh, so I think he'll be good for whoever takes him. And then the last one is Onyeka Okongwu, uh, Big O. He played with Lamelo. He played with the Ball Brothers in Chino Hills. Um, and he kind of took over. He's really dominant for USC this season. He was putting up like 16 points, 8.6 rebounds per game. 
Uh, and like I said, he's one of the most dominant centers in the league. So I'm expecting him to go right outside the top five, top definitely within the top ten. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll try to keep mine short just because every single name I'm about to say has already been said already. Um, but uh, assuming everything's perfect and everything fits position-wise, uh, my number one prospect this year is uh, James Wiseman. Uh, I, 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 have a, I have a strong feeling number one will fall to Golden State. And like Ben said, uh, that would be a really good position fit for them, uh, assuming they keep the pick. Um, they have a lot of options with that. But um, I, I feel like Wiseman will be a good fit there as well just because, you know, they, they do really lack height. They don't have much. Um, going in at number two, I do have Anthony Edwards out of Georgia. Um, three, I had um, Obi Toppin. Four, I had LaMelo Ball. And five, I had Cole Anthony out of North Carolina. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone touched on him. But... um. Yeah, that was my top five. For sleepers, I had the same exact as you, Mike. I had Trey Jones and Cassius Winston. Uh, Trey Jones is probably one of the better defenders, uh, and like like Ben said, NBA-ready. Um, Cassius Winston, in my opinion, is probably the most NBA-ready out of this draft class. Uh, you know, he's he's played for four years. He has all that experience over, you know, a freshman, a sophomore, just entering the draft. Um, and, you know, he's been through a lot. He, he's a very good leader. He lost his brother a couple years ago. Um yeah, I think he's going to have a good career in the NBA. So I think whoever gets him uh, is going to be extremely lucky. A name that I did want to bring up, uh, I think we talked about him a little bit before we started recording. Um, he just declared for the draft today. Uh, his name is Mac McClung out of Georgetown. I just feel like, I don't, I don't know how much you guys know about him, but I just feel like I needed to throw that out there. I don't think he's ready for the NBA yet. He just finished his sophomore year, or he's, he's finishing his sophomore year. Um you know, he's shooting just under 16 points, three rebounds, two and a half assists, shooting about 39%. You know, people that are on social media all the time have seen this guy for, you know, some of the crazy dunks and, and ball handling things. You know, so I see Slam post about him all the time. Um, you know, more street ball, if anything, nothing you'd really pull off in an NBA game. Um, I was kind of surprised to see him declare I really don't think he's ready. Do you guys know anything about him? Have you guys thought about that at all? Um, I've seen I've seen his videos too on YouTube. Um, athletic young guard. Um, I kind of agree with you. I don't think he's ready yet. I think he needs to wait a little bit, refine his game, get his jump shot a little bit more consistent. But I mean, hey, if you think you're ready, you're ready. As we can see with what's going on right now in the NBA and how quick it gets shut down, you never know what tomorrow's going to hold. So hey, if he believes in himself, then. Uh, go ahead, and um, we'll see what he does from there. Fair. I mean, I, I feel like he could benefit for a few more years from college. Yeah. Um, even that, you know, maybe go international if he wants to go pro, if he wants to start making money. I don't really know what his situation is, but I just don't think he's ready for the NBA just yet. Yeah, well, like me personally, I've seen his all of his videos from high school and college and stuff like that, and it's always that kind of narrative that I think because that made him so popular is that kind of white boy throws down crazy dunk type you know that kind of discourse around him uh which made him really popular on social media same thing around nico Mannion uh and guys like that but for him i don't think he believes in himself that much not saying he doesn't believe himself but i don't think he's really expecting to be drafted because he's keeping his eligibility not hiring an agent anything like that um so i think this could for him just be something like exploring the process and just you know, kind of getting in contact with teams and working out and seeing, you know, where he stands. And then most likely I'm expecting him to go back for a junior season at Georgetown. Yeah, he's going to go back. I agree. Yeah. He's going to have to. I mean, I, I really don't see any NBA team taking that risk just yet. Um, yeah, he, he still has a while to go. I really don't think he's ready just yet. All right, transitioning on from the 2020 draft class, um, we're, we're reaching for topics here. So, uh, the big three just announced that they are partnering with the reality TV show company that runs the show Big Brother, um, that they're planning a quarantine-based reality TV show slash basketball tournament, and that's how they described it. Um, you know, reading the article, uh, it's basically saying that they're going to get a bunch of players from the big three, uh, and even Paul Pierce expressed interest in joining, um, into a house 
with a basketball court built into it, uh, an in- indoor basketball court, um, which apparently they have started construction on. Um, and the show is going to be, you know, them living their lives in that house and then like basketball tournaments and basketball challenges within. Um, and it's all going to be like live camera all the time, just like the show Big Brother, if you've never seen that. Um, so basically cameras running all the time. There's no real privacy. Um, and they're, they're, they're free to leave whenever they want. But once they leave that quarantine, uh, they're out of the show for good. And they don't win the money. And apparently the uh, winner gets a seven-figure prize, which is a ton mm-hmm. of money. Um, and apparently the runner-up also gets a cash prize, but they didn't specify that yet. Um, I was also reading that they're planning on bringing some uh, female basketball players into it as well. So right now it just seems like they have a lot going on and they don't really have too much detail that they want to give out to the public yet. But, you know, it's interesting enough for us to talk about tonight. Uh, Ben, we'll start with you first. What's your thought on this? It's kind of exciting, man. I think it's a cool way for people to be able to take their minds off this whole situation. Um, Obviously, you know, there's some real personalities in the big three. So if you can get guys like... Get Brian Scalabrini in that house. Yes. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, man, just all of these guys who are playing in the big three, getting them in, in a house together, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, it's like a cool concept. Um, they're doing, like, obviously, their 3v3 teams, right? So that's the thing. They That's what the big three is. Big three is 3v3, obviously. Yeah. But, like, it's specified that there's one winner. So I really don't understand how that's going to work. Like I said, there's not too much information on it. Yeah, which is weird because the article that I was looking at said they were looking at premiere in May, which it's it's coming up kind of soon for them to not have that many details. You think they'd like advertise about it already? Like, yeah, I think this article was released the 27th of March. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not. I'm not going to be doing too much in May. Probably chances are. So So I'm looking forward to it. I don't yeah. know your knowledge on the big three, but who's your favorite to win if it's anyone you know? Oh man, whatever team, whatever team Joe Johnson plays for. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like. I watch the big three. I don't really know what the teams' names are or anything like that, though. They have some wild names, isn't? There's like the dragons and something like that. I, I've never actually watched like a full game. I've seen highlights. So yeah, highlights. Killer, killer threes, power. I've seen. I've seen some of it. Yeah. Okay, so we got a big three friend in the house. <laughs> I've seen some of it. I love the big three, man. All right, Mike, we'll move on to you then. What's your thought on this whole show? Um, I mean, since there's no NBA, I'm with it. I, I like it. The fact that you can get a guy like Steven Jackson in the house in a confessional room just talking mad <laughs> shit. Like, can, you, can you just imagine the confessional rooms, how it's going to be with like guys like Steven <laughs> Jackson and Nate Robinson and Glenn Big Baby Davis? Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of with it. I, I want to see how it happens. I'm, I'm interested to see how they pair up the teams because, you know, they said they're adding – you said they're adding female basketball players, so that's good too. Yeah, it's in consideration. Uh, yeah, so I'm interested in seeing it. I, I'm all for it. Corey Maggetti out there, uh, Katino Mobley. It's a lot of good guys still available, a lot of good players. Um, I'm ready. Let's see. Let's see Kwame Brown get back in action. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I'm ready to see it. So, yeah, I'm down for it. I can't wait to see it. If I had to pick a team to win it or a player that I think is going to take it all the way, it's between Joe Johnson and Corey Maggetti. It's tough. I'm going to go Maggetti. I'm going to go Corey Maggetti. Okay. My, my question to you is, how many fights break out during the filming of this show? That's the crazy thing. I don't <laughs> know. Because like, you already know the trash talking is not going to end. It's just as it's soon as you get unreal. off the court. I'm following you up to your room, and I'm letting you know what just happened. Like, it's not going to end. So, it, it could be a lot. It could be a lot. So, let me ask you this. Obviously, fights are definitely going to break out. Who's your favorite to win those fights? I'm going to go with Steven Jackson. He ready. He ready. <laughs> he ready. You saw him at the palace, all right? Just, just go back and look at that. I'm going to go with Steven Jackson. Okay. Stacey, moving on to you. This whole crazy show idea. Obviously, they've done it. With more of like a regular cast, but now we got NBA, past NBA players, basketball players that are trying to make a name for themselves. Some of them are trying to get back into the NBA. What's your thought on this? I like it. 
I like it. I can't wait to see it, uh, just to see those play. I, I watched a little bit of the, uh, of the big three. I seen Joe Johnson at work. I seen you know Corey McGetty at work, who was like the MVP of the big three uh, when I was watching. And you know they could still ball out. Uh, did you say Paul Pierce was trying to join in on? He the was show? thinking about it. Yeah, Kendrick uh, Perkins he, was actually giving him crap the other day on live TV about <laughs> it for even considering it. Put him in there. Put him in there. I want to see Paul Pierce in there. I want to see him <laughs> go up against Corey McGetty. I want to see him go up against Joe Johnson and Steven Jackson and all them. I want to see that. No, I like the touch, including the female basketball players. I don't know who exactly they're going to pull in, but of course, going to be one of the top female players during her time. So I want to see that. I want to see competitive basketball. I want to see some one on one games. What I want to see is for somehow them to get J.R. Smith in that house. <laughs> I think that would be so much fun. That would be um, so good, man. JR, how censored is this show going to be? That's what I want. It's going to be like beep noises. A good 40% of the show. Like You, you know what's going to happen. J.R. is not going to be able to go however long they're in that house without getting super, super high, I don't think. <laughs> they need Charles Oakley in there, too. They need him. <laughs> This is my my thought. I feel like Big Brother did like a celebrity edition in the U.S. a couple years ago, and I'm pretty sure they had an old basketball player on it. I, I'm really blanking on the name right now. I, I can't remember who, but I'm pretty sure he left after the first week. He was just like, I really don't want to do this. I don't want to deal with this. Like, I, I have money. Like, I, I don't need this. So, like, that that's another thought that I had going into it, too. But it would be <laughs> cool if they could find a way to, like, Take the guys in the big three that are trying to go back into the NBA. Because obviously you have two different groups of guys in the big three. You have the one that, you know, been there, done that in the NBA. They're, they're in the big three for fun just to play basketball. And then there's the, the group of guys that, you know, maybe trying to fight for a spot on an NBA roster. It'd be interesting to see if they could find, like, get, like, the group of guys that are trying to get back into the NBA and make, like, the prize, like, a 10-day contract to see if they can, like, fight their way back onto an NBA team. That'd be cutthroat. That'd be so fun to yeah. see. That's interesting, yeah. yeah. I also want to see, like, all the NBA legends. In a, in a reality TV show together. It's just like a regular Big Brother with like NBA legends. You know, like like Shaq and all of them going at it nonstop. I think that would be hysterical. Just the constant bickering and, and shit talk going on. That That's a show I want to watch right there. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that's going to be an interesting show for sure. My question is if they can pull it off by May. Saying that it's the end of March and we haven't seen a single ad about it, I'm very skeptical. Um yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna be watching that for sure when it comes out. Um, but we'll move on from that, and we'll kind of keep you guys updated on this because this is interesting. So if, if we find anything else out, we'll bring it up on next week's. Um, but moving on, we'll go back to kind of college. I guess that's what we were talking about with the NBA draft. Uh, who are some of your like top college players that just really didn't end up playing well in the NBA? Um, and we'll start with you this time, Mike. Uh, okay, so for my list, I think one guy that you immediately have to bring up, Greg Oden. Uh, people were oh, talking about him on. as come the on. next. He was oh. supposed to be the next big man dominant. And when you get bit, when you get picked over KD, you're supposed <laughs> to be somebody. You're supposed to be somebody. Unfortunately for Oden, I hope I see him in big three. But it just it, it it didn't it didn't work out in the NBA injuries <laughs> caught up soon. Another guy I had down is Darko Milicic. I mean, he never averaged more than eight points in his entire career. Now imagine Melo went to the Detroit Pistons. Don't worry about defense. He ain't got to worry about that. All he got to do is shoot on that team. He had defenders all around him. Who knows what kind of dynasty that may have become if they would have drafted him. So that's something I think about. And then Hashim Tabit. Drafted before James uh, Harden, drafted before Steph Curry, another one of these big guys, one of these seven three guys that they thought was going to pan out, and ultimately ended up doing nothing. So those are my three biggest busts. Okay, Stacy, what about you? Who are your biggest busts? How, before I start, how you going to do Greg on like that? You can't I had to do, do it. Him like I didn't want to oh. do him like that. Oh. I didn't want to do him like that. But you went before KD. <laughs> Like, it's tough. Oh, yeah, but it was just unfortunate for him. But um, I got four players. Um, Adam Morrison, Ooh. he was one of the top college players. Gonzaga picked yeah. number three overall. That was Michael Jordan's boy right there. 
and <laughs> fell flat, flat in, in about a couple years' time. So I got him, uh, Jimmy Fadette. Before it was Steph Curry, that was Jimmy Fadette shooting crazy from three, scoring, scoring. All, all his scores were like three points from what I seen, and he was supposed to be that next shooter transcending the NBA. Didn't do that at all. So got Jimmy for that. Couple names, uh, throwback, uh, Mateen Cleves had a great uh career at Michigan State, won a national championship, just didn't correlate, didn't translate to the NBA game, unfortunately. And also, um, Ed O'Bannon from uh UCLA had a fantastic senior year, uh, over 20 points per game, won the player of the year, and in two years, he went from the top player to nothing at all and just fell off the the face of the of the basketball world. So those are my players right there. Okay. Ben, what about you? Um, so yeah, first I don't I don't want to say Greg Odin, but he was supposed to be that was right when I was getting into oh, college basketball. I feel bad, <laughs> but does I guess it kinda counts, no? I don't know what role injuries play in our consideration here, but uh if they do count, I also got to say Jay Williams. Uh, he was ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous for it was Duke uh, and I think 2001, 2002, something like that. And then once he got into the league, he was just like ravaged by knee injuries and then he was gone before he was able to have like a real career, which is, I think, too bad. Um, he got in that motorcycle accident. Yeah, that was that motorcycle accident. Yeah, yeah it's really bad. But uh, you know, he's been he's been ESPN analyst now. He's like doing well for himself, so that's good. And then yeah, I gotta go. Okafor, who's taken I think 2015 Ooh, something. Like that. A mecca. <laughs> Two, yeah, he was supposed to be real good, and then I don't know what happened to him. I don't know where he is now. Uh, but I think he he's trying to make a comeback. I don't know how that's going for him, but. And then, yeah, Hashim to beat Anthony Bennett, guys like that who never just never panned out to their potential. What potential did Anthony Bennett ever have, though? Let's be honest. He was okay. He was taking over. <laughs> He's got to be a buzz. True, true, true. All right. So I'll start my first one off. Uh, Kobe and Stacey out of the Shanghai Sharks. We got Jameer Fredette. That dude was insane when he played. Um, number two, I had Christian Leitner. I was surprised no one else bought him up. At least I don't, I don't think anyone did. Um, out of Duke. Good. Not really pro, though. I mean, he started yeah. off solid. Yeah, yeah but like, his career solid. didn't really, like, his career did not last. He played like, how good he was in college compared to, like, like how his yeah. career turned out to be. He played, like, 13 seasons in the NBA. All-star. He came in the league. He came in the league with Jordan. It's okay. I think yeah. he's <laughs> compared, <laughs> compared to his college career. Right, yeah, I, I guess that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying like yeah, yeah. Okay. Get better in Oklahoma. I was gonna say if you think <laughs> if you think that was like a hot take, my number three is Michael Beasley. Um, he had a long tenuous career in the NBA. I think he just finished last year. Uh, my reason for that is I don't know if you guys um, know a lot about that draft, the 2008 NBA draft. Derrick Rhodes ended up getting picked first by Chicago, but you know that was that was a long period of time where it was either Beasley or or Derrick Rose, and, and the fact that, you know, you take Derrick Rose's injury aside, where would he be today? He'd probably be, like, a top-10 NBA player. In my opinion, he'd probably be, like, a top-10 NBA player of all time. Nah, yeah, I, I, I would I would venture to say he'd be in the top-10 if he never got hurt. If he never got hurt. Uh, I, I can't say that. I can't say top-10, but he would be definitely... I would say... For, like, best of all time. It's very possible he'd be top 30. Because, I mean, Westbrook's up there, if you really want to look at it. If Westbrook's up there, I think D. Rose could have maybe mirrored that or been better than that. He already had the MVP, a young one. So, I mean, I would go, like, top 30. Just guessing. Guessing. I don't know. Guessing. I don't know. But, like, I I, I love Derrick Rose, so I guess I'm biased towards that. But the fact that they were even – debating between the two and Michael Beasley had a pretty good career in in college but you know pro yeah he had a long season I think that was one year um where he did really really well but other than that he was pretty much just a perennial role player he didn't really 
turn out to be anything special like everyone thought he was going to be. Um, so kind of an unconventional pick for that, but that would be my third. Um, but yeah, definitely interesting. Um, close it out. We got two mystery things to end the episode. Uh, first off, we're going to start with the mystery player debate. We've done these before, but if you missed that episode, basically I looked up two players on basketball reference. I'm going to read off stats and answer some questions for these guys. Uh, and they're going to have to figure out who they want and they're going to try to guess who they are if possible. Um, and I usually try to keep it so they're the same position. So you kind of have a similar feel for what you're getting here. Um, so these players are both power forwards. Um, mystery player A has 33 minutes a game, 14.4 points, 7.6 rebounds, 3.7 assists, 43.3% from the field, and 30.1% from deep. Mystery player B, also a power forward, as I mentioned, playing in much less minutes at 21.7 minutes a game, 12 points per game, 5.8 rebounds, 1.4 assists, 62.3% from the field, and 40.4% from deep. I'll let you guys do your thing. Uh, For the first person, what was this field goal percentage you kind of cut out? Uh, 43.3%. From the field, and then it was 30.1 from deep. Wow. Player B is ridiculously efficient. Yeah. I'll, I'll say I'll take player B over A because of the uh, efficiency. Okay. Yeah. I'm going I'm to take player B as well because he's doing it, man, 40% from deep as a power forward. How many times he shooting the game? <laughs> that's a good question. But I mean, then also 62% bad. from the field as well. For 12 points, and he's doing it in like 12 less minutes. Yeah. So this person is taking one three a game. <laughs> that takes away from that stat, but that's still like, and 62% from the field. Oh man. He's blocks. taking about. I need to know Uh, player B is 0.8. I think player A was the same. Let me check that right now. So they're not rim protectors. So they're scoring power forwards. Uh, player A is 0.6. Player B is 0.8. Okay. And what were their rebounds again? Uh, they should be right on the document. I believe player A, 7.6 oh. rebounds. Player B, 5.8 rebounds. Let's look at this doc. Do you guys have any guesses for who they may be? When you said 33 minutes, 14 points, I was thinking those are like kind of close to Bam out of bio type stats. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I think bio is scoring higher though. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think he's scoring like 16, something like that. Man, is Derek Favors one of these guys? No, it's not. Okay, no. I have two hints that I'm ready like to give to you guys. <laughs> I have two right. that I'm ready to give to you guys. All right, so, let's hear yeah, Player B is a rookie. Oh. I feel like that really narrows it down. Rookie rookie power forward, eh? The second hint is that they're both in the Eastern Conference. Okay. Rookie power forward at the Eastern Conference. Is, is Player B uh, Rory Hachimura? No. Uh-huh. Ooh, that was a good. That was a good guess, though. That was, was a good guess. guess. Before before you guys guess who they are, though, I'm curious. Who who, who would you take out of these? Uh, I would take B. Yeah, I would B, take B. B. Yeah. Mike, what about you? <sighs> I don't know. I'm difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I'm uh. I'll also tell you this: Player A's been in the league for six years. He's in his sixth season. He's in his sixth season. Six I'm seasons, go, still shooting 43%. I'm going to go player B. I'm going to go player B. Okay. Any guesses on who the two of them are? Um, Eastern Conference. Eastern yeah. Conference. Both of them in the East. Hold on. Don't don't tell me yet. I got to. I bet, man. Rudy was a good guess, though. That was, that was a great guess. Yeah. 
Oh, is player B is player B PJ Washington? No. That was another good guess. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, I'm glad wait. you said it. It's one of the players. <laughs> number player B is Christian Wood, isn't it? No. Yeah. I'll give another hint. Ben, yeah, Christian Wood has been tearing it up lately, though. Yeah. Ben, player Plus, B is from your country. From Canada? He's a Canadian rookie in the Eastern Conference power forward, averaging that many points. What? Man, see... I'm going through if Memphis list. was in the yeah, East, I would be guessing here. Brandon Clark right here. I'm my first guess. <laughs> Clark. See, I thought one of them was Brandon Clark a long time ago, but you said East. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah that Brandon Clark bad. with the Grizzlies. I that out real bad. Oh, Player man. Is Brandon Clark. Wow. Wow. The minutes made sense because Jaron Jackson, I'm sure, takes up some of those minutes. So his minutes Oh, my God. I'm so stupid. <laughs> 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 it's been a long day, guys. Oh, my Player God. Player B is Brandon Clark, so. Player A is definitely in the East. That I'm... <laughs> East wow. is in the league. Man. Oh, wow, that was a stupid moment. <laughs> 33 so, Player minutes. A is definitely in the East. Player A is definitely in the East, 100%. Okay. 33 so, minutes, 14.7 rebounds, almost four assists. I'll give you another hint. Okay. For player A, he's been to All-Star Weekend a couple times, but he's never won anything. Okay, so he's in, like, the skill competition or the dunk contest. Oh, it's is it Aaron Gordon? It is Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Okay. I made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what I find crazy is Aaron Gordon's still only 24 years old. Right. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Like, some rookies coming in this year. Or, yeah, or, yeah, or like, 24, 22. That's crazy. He must have reclassified or something, hopped a draft class, or not a draft class, but, like, a recruiting class. He had to have. I, I don't know, really. To play six seasons in the league and be 24. Maybe it's like, a super late birthday or some shit, too. That's did he how, not that's, play in That's college? how AD was. No, he did. He played in Arizona. Yeah, he played Arizona. That's how AD was. It was like he was in the league like seven yeah. years and was only 25. It's exactly. <laughs> Giannis yeah. is one of those guys, too. Giannis is insane. Yeah. 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 Anthony Davis came out as a freshman. So Yeah. Let, let me ask you guys this about Aaron Gordon. Like, where, where do you guys see his potential? For me, I've always been like really high on Aaron Gordon. I feel like one season he's going to come out and just like snap. I just feel like it's not going to happen when he's in Orlando. I, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on him? Um, so when he first came out, I just saw him as a dunker. I was like, okay, a little bit less smaller Blake Griffin. Then his game started to change a little bit. He could put the ball on the floor a little bit better. Occasionally knock down a shot. Unfortunately, he's looking like a role player. He's looking like one of this Joe's energy type of guys who can make a big play and everybody feed off of that. Um, he needs to work on getting a more consistent shot, scoring in the paint. He still has a lot of things to work on, but like we just got finished saying, he's only 24, so there's plenty of time to build up those skills. But if I had to make a guess on what I see him as, is ultimately a role player down the road. Okay. Hey, also, on the other side, he could end up like Zach Levine, because that's how I looked at Zach Levine, was just like a, a pure dunker. But then his game just elevated yeah. Years on, and you know, it was once he went to Chicago, then we see him now as you know, all star type player. So, I probably Aaron Gore probably need to get out of Orlando and find another team. I think I would say with that though is that, like, in Minnesota, Zach Levine was playing behind Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins. Aaron Gordon's kind of had the reins in Orlando, I feel like. Well, they tried still, to give it to him, yeah, and just yeah. Yeah, so I feel like a change of scenery would be good for him. I don't see him being a star anywhere. But like Mike was saying, like if he's putting up these numbers in a reduced amount of minutes, just as like a you know role player, maybe even coming off the bench, I don't know, depending on where he is. Uh, but yeah, I think a change of scenery would be good for him, for sure. But I would agree. Yeah, I definitely think Orlando is just... Orlando is not a good landing spot for anyone. It's like Phoenix, too. It's like those, those are places you just yeah. don't want to end they, up. 
They messing, they messing up Mo Bamba's development. Come on, man. What about Come D Book, man? Yeah, I do. Mo Bamba. I feel bad for Book. Get Book out of there. Mo Bamba has a seven ten wingspan though, man. <laughs> he should be great. Mo Bamba, be Jonathan Isaac. They did yeah. nothing with Oladipo. That's yeah, sad, man. That's and, and look, and, and Orlando's defense, they was in the playoffs last year. <laughs> they That's were, true. And they were on pace to probably make the playoffs again. But they're in like that no man's land. They're like the eighth seed. They have an all star and uh, what's it, Vucevic. But I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Send them to Seattle. Send them to Seattle. <laughs> Literally, send someone to Seattle. For real, Orlando is such like a like a tourist spot. Like, are there? Or I've never met an Orlando Magic fan. Oh, my, one of my best friends, Orlando Magic fan. I hope he really? sees this. Really? Yeah, I man. hope he sees this. <laughs> Can I hear, like, what? Like, just talking crap. No, he, he's, he's the he's only one that I know. He was, he was literally at my house during the finals in 09, Magic and Lakers. <laughs> I remember Derek Fisher hit one of, like, the biggest threes of that series, like, to win a game. This dude chased me around the house like he was so mad. Like, but he's been... <laughs> He's been a Magic fan. He's from Florida. He stayed true. So, hey. Respect, respect. Okay. The only one I know of. Yeah, me too. Yeah, uh, I've never. I still haven't met him in person. So, to my knowledge, I've never met. Never met a Magic fan. But to end the episode off, yeah, it's kind of short, but we don't really have anything to talk about since there's no basketball. Uh, we were kind of going around earlier before we started recording, just talking about like. Uh, players that have worn different jersey numbers so to close it off i thought this would be fun this has been a, a pretty loaded number who is the best person to ever wear the number 34 oh there's a lot of so we got does Giannis Shaq, wear Paul Pierce, Giannis wears 34 Giannis. i think hakeem wore it too charles oakley no. definitely i think wore 34 no yep oh that's a lot of people there is a long list of people that have worn number 34. I'm curious. Let's In your see. opinion, who is the best to ever wear it? Keep in mind, Shaq wore it too. Yeah, but are we saying like how they played when they were wearing the number? Because yes, where did he, where when did they're he, wearing okay. the number. So I can't choose Shaq then. Because where did he wear it? Like, Didn't he wear Celtic? it in L.A.? He wore it in L.A. Yeah. No, he was, I thought he was 32 in L.A. What? No, he was, 30, he was definitely he was 34. Miami. He was 32 in Miami. Yeah. When he 32 in in Orlando too? Possibly. I don't remember. Yeah, Orlando, he definitely was. He was definitely 34 with the Lakers though, and the Celtics. But I mean, he was not good when he played for the Celtics. So. <laughs> it's between Hakeem and Shaq. Really? No love for Giannis. Not no. yet. Not yet. No, not yeah. yet. He ain't got no hardware to compare to those. How long did Charles Barkley wear 34? He uh, wore it for a good, good Sixers time. and the Suns, but not with the Rockets. Uh, well, I'm, well, I'm going with Hakeem. Key. That's a big name, too. Hakeem so Olajuwon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're saying Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay. Yeah. Mike, who did you say? I said it's either Hakeem or Shaq. I'm gonna go with Shaq. You know, I gotta go with the LA boy. Make your love. Okay. <laughs> There's yeah, no bias. Ray, there, Al- right? Ray Allen wore it too. You wore that in Boston yeah. and Miami, I think. Yeah. Ooh. What about Seattle? No. I'm not sure about that. He did in Seattle. Oh, that's tough. I'm gonna give it to. I'm gonna give it to Shaq. I think Shaq's better than Hakeem. And if he wore it in LA. He only wore it for five years. Oh, in those, L.A., that's those it. Those were some critical five years. <laughs> five years it was. Man, Hakeem, uh, had, Hakeem, Hakeem had, what, like 20, 15, 20? Yeah. Two, like, two rings to three in the time. Uh, I got to go Hakeem on this one. He has a better two resume. Two rings to three. I mean, yeah, Keem is definitely the better defensive player, maybe the best defense player of all time. Crazy footwork, but no one's been as dominating as Shaq, and I'm a Laker fan, so. So, so let's do this, Shaq. all right? Let's do this, all right? We have it split right now. Start <laughs> of next week's episode, we will debate Hakeem Olajuwon versus Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. Oh, man, I thought you were going to flip a coin. No, I'm not ready for that. I mean, if we need to, but, we do. Wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's, let's keep in mind, though. 
Hold on, let me let let's let, let's get this said. Cause Young Shaq got worked by Hakeem. I ain't talking about Young Shaq. <laughs> I'm talking about 34 Shaq. But I mean, LA Lakers yeah. Shaq. You gotta That's love all of Shaq. Nah. You gotta take yeah. all of Shaq. No, we're just taking him when he's wearing number. No. Just when if Shaq wore, wore 34 the whole time, I probably would pick Shaq. But I don't like Hakeem. Gotta go Hakeem. Yeah. I, I respect the pick. I'm going to stay with Shaq, though, just because I think Lakers Shaq was, like, the most dominant center of all time. You don't think Hakeem would have body, not bodied him, but defended him at least? Oh, I think Hakeem would have done a, a good job, but, I mean, he was still in the league and he didn't, so. He was a little bit older then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was, that was like that was like Raptors Hakeem. Let's put let's put prime Hakeem in there. Let's put prime prime Hakeem versus prime Shaq. Okay, there it is. That's the debate next week. Let's do that. Oh, okay. That, that's how we'll start off the episode. I'm gonna write that down right now. Prime Hakeem versus prime Shaq. This one's gonna get dirty. I feel like. <laughs> Mike's smirking. Mike's ready for this one. Mike's I'm ready. ready. He's I'm gonna ready. have like he's gonna have a Shaquille O'Neal jersey. He's gonna be ready, ready to go next week. Look, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do my due diligence, do my research, make sure <laughs> I make the right choice for my franchise. All right. Yeah. You're gonna be with like a fedora. You're gonna have like a pipe, like a whole, whole notebook with and notes ready go. to go. See, man, I gotta and do it. Professor, the professor is here. Do. This is gonna be my whole week. This is gonna be my whole <laughs> week. Nothing else to do. Stacy, we gotta prepare, man. I uh, I'll, I'll prepare. I'll be there. We gotta do this. We gotta we gotta win this. <laughs> uh, we don't have the best luck with coin flips, do we, Stacey? No, but that's all in the past. It's all in the past. I mean, Stacey, new decade. Up. Last few coin flips, Stacy was doing pretty well. That's so. true. I I think that to end the tournament, you got the last few, and I think we did one after that for some reason. I'm pretty sure you won it. Yeah. yeah. Stacy's trending upwards. This is Stacy's year, guys. This is Stacy's year. All right, so that's going to do it for this week's podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening, watching, however you're consuming our content. Put it weirdly that way, I guess. Uh, as always, my name is Jordan. With me, I have Mike, Stacy, and Ben. Happy birthday, Stacy. Happy birthday, yeah. brother. Sir, happy birthday, Stacy. Yeah. And we will see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>